Did you know improving your communication can double your net worth? Just because it's not your title doesn't mean you're not in sales. You are. Lloyd Day created and has taught this communication training for 30 plus years. Macy McNeely, Lloyd's daughter, and Catherine Schubert, a founding student, were struggling entrepreneurs who, after going under his wing and seeing their businesses quadruple, knew that this was the missing piece for so many others. That's how the Guide Culture Training started and has taught over 500 students in just two short years. Sales is guiding people into a decision that is best for them. Guide Culture is not sales training, it's life training. We are a group of completely bought-in sales professionals who persuade for good. Here are your hosts, Macy, Loy, and Catherine. So I watched a kind of documentary on over the weekend. And I was really interested in it because I grew up in church, mega church and loved my church, still love my church. And I uh, actually used to work there. And so the documentary was about Hillsong, which is a mega church. And they've been in just some not so good trouble, but the whole documentary was just interesting, very interesting to watch. But there was one thing that came up in the documentary that I'm like, man, like I see this in business all the time. And it is quite literally a trap that people fall in myself included. Hear me when I say myself included, that just takes a lot of self-awareness. This is why it's just so important to have like people in your circle or some sort of mentor or coach to be able to just help you see things that you might not be able to see. We call this being inside the bottle, like inside of a Coke bottle, you are inside your bottle and you can't see clearly out. It's foggy. The label is backwards. And sometimes you just need someone to sit outside of the bottle and tell you what they see. And I don't think I would have even noticed that I had fallen in this trap until I saw other people doing it. And then I was like, wait, let me like look in the mirror for a second. So let me explain. Hillsong United is a, is huge. It started in Australia And then there came to be a New York city campus, which is super common in mega churches is to have like a main campus and then kind of other campuses. I call them campuses, either in the surrounding city, you know, like the suburb city or like all over the world. Right. And so they came to New York and there was a pastor that was leading the New York city, uh, New York city campus. And he was known as like the celebrity pastor. Like, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Justin Bieber in him, but uh, Justin Bieber like loved him. They were together pretty consistently. And, you know, he just, he was a, a situation, right? And one thing that the people that worked at the church and that attended the church, they said, man, like, it seems like he always kept bringing up purity, uh, like being pure, keeping your mind pure, your thoughts pure, you know, purity in your marriage and your relationships, all of that. He just brought it up a lot. And of course, like I, me growing up in church, I talked to heard purity being talked about all the time. And like, that's super common language for me, like super common, just topic to talk about. And so I like, wasn't really surprised hearing that he talked about purity a lot, but they were saying that he talked a lot about it in the staff meetings. Now me, someone who worked at a church, I, that was not really talked about in staff because at that point, point, if you were on staff, you're kind of expected to 
live by certain ways and know these things, right? You're expected to know. And so they're like, yeah, in, in leadership meetings and in like staff meetings, like it seems like he always brought purity up. I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. And uh, it turns out he ended up having an affair. He saw a girl and at the park, went up to her, got her phone number, ended up having an affair for a couple of months. Now, pastors having affairs is not uncommon because we are all human. We are not immune to anything. We are not immune to any kind of temptation, right? Uh, so there's nothing, it's not about the affair at all. What this is about is how he leaned on or kept teaching on like the one thing he obviously was struggling with behind closed doors. Okay. The one thing he kept teaching on and preaching on is the one thing that he was struggling with behind closed doors. And it is just so crazy how common this is in business where someone is teaching, like whether it's like organization or strategy or social media or business, like they're teaching these things. And then, you know, I'll get in conversations with them. A huge part of sales conversations is to know, Hey, tell me about your business, what's going on, you know, how, where do you feel like you are now? How, where do you want to go? And when you, you know, part of info gathering is pulling out like what they really mean. Okay. A lot of times people don't actually tell you what's really going on. Right. There's a saying called buyers are liars, which basically means like, they're going to tell you what they, what you think they think you want to hear. And so it's your job as sort of like a counselor, like a trusted advisor counselor to get to the root and be like, okay, what's like really what's really going on. Right. And when you dig deep and you pull out and you, you know, pull the layers and peel back things, you find like, man, they're actually struggling with like the thing that they're teaching, the thing that they are offering. Or another element of this is um, teaching kind of something that they, that has just recently been accomplished that, you know, a couple weeks ago, or, you know, even like a couple months ago, even like last year, they hit a certain number or they did a certain thing. And so they're like, Oh, let me just like teach people how to do this. Cause I've done it. I'll just teach exactly what I've done. It, it's kind of like getting on a bike on a Monday, kind of working out the kinks throughout the week. And then on a Friday, you're like, Hey, I could like teach someone how to ride a bike. Now hear me when I say like, there is nothing wrong with this. Okay. Like you do you, if you feel conviction, if you feel, um, like, you know, super passionate. If you know, without a doubt that like you're walking in your calling and you've just not need to play the time game, you know, where you just keep doing this over time and it'll like catch up. That is amazing. And you should be doing that. It's just worth talking about. And it's worth being self-aware around because what can end up happening is you're going to keep learning stuff and you're going to keep hitting milestones. Right. And it's going to be tempting to just jump to the next thing that you've done or jump to the next idea that you have or jump to the next thing that you've, you know, learned last week. So just, you know, quote unquote, like ride the bike last week kind of thing. Like, man, I could teach this. This is something new and different. This is something new and different. I could teach this. And, uh, I have a hundred percent fallen in the trap. Like, in fact, just being transparent, like that's where Academy, which is our graduate program. That's where it started. That is where it started. I was like, okay, we, cause there was a lot of questioning around what's next for guide culture. Like what, or, you know, once you take guide culture, what's next, what's next. And I'm like, okay, 
this is going to be like advanced. It's going to be, you know, like building a business. It's going to be marketing. It's going to be, you know, like behind the scenes, like pulling the curtain back. And I, I felt like, I don't think I was aware. I don't think I could have put words to it, but I felt nervous. Okay. I felt nervous every time I would be like, okay, I'm teaching Academy content today. I would feel nervous and I would feel unsure. And I would feel borderline defensive. I don't know why, but borderline, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, trust me, trust, you know, and now that I look back, cause I'll tell you the story, I'll tell you the journey of Academy in just a second. But now that I look back, I just, I wasn't sure I had very little conviction. I had very little knowing, right. Brandon, uh, Brandon Lucero talks about the difference between knowledge and knowing knowledge is just knowing information, right? Knowing is where it's like on autopilot in your subconscious. You could do it in your sleep. You know, it comes with experience. All I had was knowledge about what I was teaching. Okay. And it did not feel right. Like it the whole time, but I was just avoiding it. You know, when you, when you sell something and you sell based on a certain promise, which is like, Hey, I'm going to pull back the curtain. I'm going to show you what's going on. I'm going to, you've got to fulfill on that promise. Right. And I can't remember when we had like a come to Jesus moment. I think I was pregnant with rush or we had, I had, no, I, I was pregnant, I believe. And I was like, this is not working. Like we either need to like start over or, or like figure it out. And it wasn't working in the sense. It wasn't not working in the sense of like, like we had, lots of members, right? It was like, I just didn't feel good. And I don't think the team felt good about like what, what the heck was being talked about, you know? And also like everyone's just on a different journey. So to teach a strategy for a large group of people who's on a different journey, like it just, it just doesn't work. Right. And, uh, so we kind of, I got back in, um, some labs and I was like, just listening to, we were doing breakout rooms and I realized how much our students, our academy students needed to get back in the foundations, need to get back into sales skills, need to get back into like repetition, right? They had knowledge of sales skills. They did not have knowing. And I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck am I doing? What, what are we doing? Like we know, like we have such a deep knowing of sales skills and that's what people need the most right now. And so we stripped away all the strategy, went back to sales skills. And I can't tell you how much I love it, how fired up I am to sit down and write this content, how fired up I am to teach it, how fired up I am to do lab and to do breakout rooms and to dissect it and to go deeper and to peel it all back. Like I live for it. In fact, it is like one of my favorite things to do is sit down and do Academy content because it's basically taking the principles, the one thing, the one, like one little, if you take in guide culture, you know, that there's lots of bullets, right? There's lots of bullets, lots of, just lots of information in the workbook, but each bullet could go so deep. It could go. So it could be peeled back in so many different ways and implied in lots of different ways. And it has been so fun to go through each and every word and be like, okay, like what is a new and different way of tilting this? It's kind of like a prism, right? Like if you think about it, I think that's how you say it. Like a prism is like a, almost looks like a crystal. And when you just tilt the crystal in different ways, it shines in different ways and different lights reflect different colors. And it's so beautiful. And that's what Academy has become. So my point is what causes people to jump around right? To be like, oh, let me teach as I go. Let me teach as I learn. Let me create as I experience. And I think it's a couple of things. I think one of it is boredom. Okay. It can be super easy to feel like, wow, I'm doing the same thing every single day. 
Like I want to switch it up. I think another thing could be, oh, like I, instead of growing my audience, like, let me just keep making new programs and sell the same program or excuse me, and sell different programs to the same people. That's cool too. I think it could also be a lack of clarity. Like, okay, what like do I stand for? What do I believe? What do I feel like is the missing piece for people? I think it also could be a lack of belief because if you aren't clear on what you stand for, clear what you believe, you're going to bounce around and you'll fall for anything. I can't tell you how many times like people will, uh, you know, I'll have a coaching, like I'll be in a program or whatever. And there's a little element of like, oh, maybe what we're doing, or maybe the, they were doing this isn't, you know, th- what they're saying is like, oh, uh, you could do it better, you know, but we have such like strong, clear belief of what we stand for such strong, clear belief of like what we know works and what we know is the missing piece for people that like, we are not budged by it. I used to be okay. I used to be just flare flailed in the wind, like the, the, the thing in front of a car wash, if you know what I'm saying. And what I, my point right now is what I want to tell you is what has helped make us so much more steady. And the one thing that we do is staying in the one thing and staying in the lane of sales skills and going deeper instead of wider. And what's interesting Remember when I said I I felt defensive, the people that I coach and see and do lab with and talk to, there is like a tiny little element, a tiny, tiny little piece of defensiveness when they're questioned tiny. And this is human nature, human nature. This is nothing wrong, not bad. It's just a normal human reaction. Okay. And if you think about what attitude is, attitude is reflected of your thoughts. Like whatever your thoughts are, they are reflected in your attitude. Okay. And so if your attitude is defensive, your thoughts might be like, don't, you know, question me. Cause I'm like low key questioning myself. You know, people talk a lot about imposter syndrome. And I feel like that is when I felt the most like a fraud is when I felt like I was teaching as I was learning. And, uh, ever since then I have not felt that way. I've not felt imposter syndrome. And I think a lot of that also has to do with daily deposit and after affirmations. Cause I often think about like, what is it about, you know, my brain that doesn't really feel like what I hear a lot of people feeling. And I, th- I really believe it's two things. One thing is daily deposit, leaning into affirmations, leaning into just the right things. And I, I really think it's just staying in one lane, staying in one freaking lane. And it's, easier said than done for sure. But I want to tell you what I think can cure this. Well, first of all, you need to have a little heart check, self-aware check and just be, and just question like, okay, am I teaching from knowing or am I teaching from knowledge? Again, this is from Brandon Lucero. Am I teaching from knowledge, which is, Hey, I, you know, I know information. I can rip it off, rip it off or knowing. And when you're teaching from knowledge, in my opinion, the way you can know this is you have to think really hard. Okay. Like you have to think about what you're saying. You have to almost like memorize things a little bit versus knowing it just kind of comes off from your heart because it's, it's so ingrained in your subconscious. And I think like I've been, I've been mulling on this a lot because this really is such a human thing. And it's so easy to fall into this trap because you want to be the new and different and then and show the new and shiny thing. You want that, of course. Like you want to get the right attention. You want to 
you know, cause a splash in the right way. But you, when you do this, you cause whiplash for people. You start watering down your message. You start making it confusing about what you even freaking do and what you offer. I can't tell you how many times I listen to someone and I'm like, man, what do they offer? I want to work with them. And I look at their, their Instagram, their website, and I can't even tell. I don't even know what they offer. And it's too much work for me to try to find it. And suddenly it's not worth it. And I'm like, yeah, it's not worth it. I'm just going to keep moving on. And I know it's because they just bounce around. Like I was just listening to this podcast. This guy was like, yeah, I just killed off 30 offers because it was, uh, it was just so much. And I'm like, why would you have 30 offers ever? It just blows my mind. And so instead of, instead of thinking about, Hey, what's a new and different thing to create, start thinking about, Hey, what's a new and different thing, new and different way to present the one thing that I have. Now, I'm not saying you need to have one program, but I do, I am saying there needs to be one message. There needs to be one thing that you stand for. And what's a new and different way to present it? If you find yourself being bored, good, because a mentor of ours once said, boring makes billions because it takes time for people to know what you do, you know? And when you just stay put for just a second and start to build that awareness, and start to be the one person that does the one thing. I just feel like, you know, you're bored to you, but you're not boring to other people. And by the time you're sick of hearing your one message, like people are just now starting to listen. They're just now being like, wait, what, what are they saying? And then it takes them like another seven, eight, nine, 10 times to hear the message for them to actually make any decision to move forward in any direction. Buying is such a process it's such a process. It's not something that happens in one moment. And so you need to help buyers kind of go on that process by having a new and different way to present the one message. Can you imagine them just going on a process and when they've made progress on the process, they just, you know, rip the rug out from them and say, Oh, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing this new thing. Right. So it's like a gift to people. It's a gift to your prospects to stay in your lane. And I'm not saying you got to be married to it forever, but I'm just saying, Hey, just try, just try to stay in one lane. And, and I think you'll be shocked at how much more freedom you're going to have when you restrict yourself and how much more freedom you have to go deeper when you lock it up for just a minute. Now, if you're someone who's like Macy, I literally don't even know what you mean of how to sit, present the one thing you do in new and different ways. That is the power of sales skills. That is the power of your ability to have sales messaging throughout your campaign, not just at a quote pitch. Okay. I know we've said this analogy before, but it is so worth talking about again, because it is the perfect demonstration of what I'm talking about. Think about an election. Think about an election. There is a candidate who is on a campaign. They are on a campaign, right? And they do lots of different things to get out their message on the campaign. They go to an in-person event. They might do like a radio show. They might do a TV show. They might have their own Instagram. They might get on a podcast. I'm not really sure. But what I do know is they shared their message in new and different ways on the campaign, right? On the process of selling themselves and taking their voters on a journey of buying into them. Did you hear me? On a journey. It might take a couple of things, but it's on a journey. And then on election day, they are not pitching themselves anymore. They are at home waiting to hear the results back. They're there to collect the votes, not make the votes. And that is your job. That is your job as a entrepreneur, as a business owner, as someone who stands for anything, as someone who stands for anything is to have one message 
to stay on your campaign trail and to sell it, sell it along the process. There are so many people that have come around and gotten bought guide culture who've been on the buying process for two years, two years. And then there are some people who literally found us a couple of days ago and are, are buying. Everyone's different. Everyone has a different process and a different journey, but what a, what a gift you get to give people by staying on message, by staying on track and teaching the one thing that you are really, really good at. You know, another thing about this defensiveness, I just thought of, I can tell when people uh, are handling objections and they get defensive, it comes from a place of honestly not knowing enough and not knowing deep enough about like how to handle it. Because if you think of someone that has an objection, they're basically questioning you. They're like, Hey, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't know if like what you have is valuable. I don't know about the timing. They're questioning you. And if you you get defensive. You're like, how dare you question me? But if you're like, Hey, that's a great question. Like, let me explain. And you just back up your, their concern with your, you know, your knowledge, your knowing you, there's no, there's no reason to be defensive because they genuinely don't know. And you genuinely do know. And so you help change their perspective. Right. And so when you're jumping around selling a bunch of different things, doing a bunch of different things, you don't even have a chance to have enough knowledge to not be defensive. So it's, it's honestly not your fault, right? So if this is you, if you're like, okay, I'm listening to you, Macy, and I feel like I might be doing this, I cannot encourage you enough to join guide culture because here's what's a couple, a couple things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to learn the sales skills and the ability to share one thing in new and different ways. You're also going to get clarity. Okay. Guide culture used to be called clearly confident because people got so much clarity. You're going to get clarity in what you believe. And you're also going to know how to communicate that belief. You know, a lot of times people, they get, they're so emotional and so excited about what they have to offer about their solution that when they, when they talk about it, it's, it's like, I don't even know what you're saying because you're just talking like you you start saying things like, this is the best. It's so amazing. You're going to love it. You're going to be obsessed. It's the best thing I've ever done. And you start to lose credibility. No one even really knows what you're saying. You're just talking from the heart without putting some thought in the way you communicate. I mean, think about it. If you were, have had a press conference, right? You were on a campaign trial, you had a press conference to the world. You would put some effort in, Hey, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? How's it going to come across? What's the tone you would practice. You put some effort into it. You would practice and you would make sure it was just right. And so guide culture gives you the, the container to get clarity, to practice communicating the beliefs that you have and to be able to hone your enthusiasm and, and share it in a way that makes sense for people. If you've ever been told that you are a great salesman, naturally natural salesperson, they're probably saying, Hey, you talk, you know, you can talk to anyone. You have a lot of enthusiasm and you know, you can basically talk to a wall. And those are great things to have enthusiasm and to be able to talk to anyone, but it's also very dangerous without some boundaries. Okay. It can be very dangerous because you start talking off the wall, you start talking off the wall and, uh, you, people are just like, okay, I don't know what this person's saying, but I'm not, it, it's too much for me. Right. So guide culture helps you hone in your natural gift, hone in that enthusiasm and package it in statements, package it in a way to demonstrate it instead of just talking off the wall. Right. Okay. I hope that this was helpful. And I hope it just got you thinking, just got you thinking, got you aware and brought some self-awareness because I needed someone to bring this to me. And I'm so thankful for that. And now that I feel like I'm a little bit more out of it, then, you know, it's been years since I've felt that way, right? Years. It's probably been 
two years since I felt that way about myself. And I, I feel so much better about just being married to sales skills. Like that is the one thing that we do. And I just, I want you to feel the freedom that comes with restricting yourself. And I want you to have the skills to be able to communicate the one thing that you do really well so that you can enjoy the freedom and you can enjoy going deeper and uh, enjoy the, the fruits of your labor. Because if you're working so hard on all the things, you're not going to enjoy the fruits. It's going to feel exhausting and honing yourself is going to give you more energy. There is a huge difference. Hear me when I say there is a huge difference in having these skills in your toolbox and having them kind of, you know, on repeat for the rest of 2022. I mean, if you wait any longer, you won't even really be able to implement this until 2023, right? Cause it takes eight weeks and, and there's a huge difference, right? Massive, massive, massive. We want you to be like on moment in momentum in 2022, not start, stop, start, stop. And then, you know, 2023, now it's time to start momentum. So uh, take a look at your schedule, see what you can do to make it work for this season, because you will not regret it. This feels very urgent. When I'm talking to people, I'm like, Hey, this is urgent. Like you have got to get this right and tight before you go any further. Um, it's something you can't afford not to do, honestly. So hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, let me know. Drop it in our Instagram at the guide culture and I will see you on Instagram. Bye fam. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope this episode encouraged you in your journey. Come join us over at the Winner's Circle Facebook group of online entrepreneurs who are winning the game of life. The link is down in the show notes. We'll see you there.